0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Spyrokin's Anime Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? And joining me today is... Hey, it's Doug from Anime Cons TV and the internet. Yes, back once again, and it's been a crazy time because our kind of anime con season is over? Kind uh, of? It never began this year. Oh, uh, This was the year without a con, and it's yeah. so weird. Uh, my one convention of the year has been... Re- made really weird
1: <laughs> the, the last i i the last year i did not go to a single convention uh was 2000 so this this feels really weird
0: i know it's like back before we were able to go to conventions it's like what the fuck's going on i don't know yeah it's weird um but if you want to check out any of our other anime reviews you can check them out at www.spyarkin.com and listen to all of the very interesting or watch all the cool videos at animecons.tv or their youtube channel right
1: yep uh we did just finish up um at a really good discussion with uh daryl surat from the anime world order podcast so all of us podcasters going to but he had some, we had some really good uh, discussion about virtual cons and things like that so definitely listen to daryl's comments there he made a lot of really good points
0: definitely uh and I, it was really excited to see it because it's so cool to see him see it and it was kind of weird some of the commentary the behind the scenes stuff that we know about that we were talking about like the fact that he's mentioning a like certain podcasters that he actually doesn't know, them, but he's met them, hung out with them, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it, it was it was a cool it was a cool interview, I gotta say, and it was a really just real sentiment, unlike a lot of the other events and conventions. Uh, speaking of conventions, my convention report for Anime Next, sorry, the League of Conventions, which was Magfest, Anime Next, uh, Kineticon, and KaguraCon combined into one insane concept I'll be reviewing that in the end of the week and this is actually going to be a three part series the first part is going to be with you uh, with Doug second part is going to be with Darius Washington and the third part because we have to split this up into three three because three, it's three sets
1: mm-hmm. oh. or we
0: could have you come back for part two and part three and have you with Darius as we talk about it So you just th- that just means we're going to have to change your initials to
1: DW as well Yes,
0: yes, yes. We need, or we need another DW. Who else is DW besides Darkwing Duck? <laughs> oh, so. oh, and uh, before I forget, uh, we have a Discord channel. You can check it out. It's in the show notes. And people have been ranting that they want us to review Thundercats.
1: Ooh. I was like, a... re-
0: the the new versus the old. I was like, that sounds interesting and horrifying. So,
1: oh, I, I don't know if I. I don't know if my inner child can handle that.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, no, because the the Sand series is really good. (laughs) The first series is good, so it's like, except um. Oh, and speaking of which, the podcasts uh, mascots are obsessed with Snow Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Snow Meow comes up; they just stop and start watching. But we're not here to talk about old cartoons and cons. We're here to talk about new cartoons and new anime, and specifically one which is actually pretty has a pretty interesting story behind it uh now this is a series that was that's brand new it's there's no manga adaptation well it's not an adaptation of a manga there's going to be a manga adaptation coming out so it's an original anime wow that came out as a tv series and it's directed by uh hiro koburagi now he's the guy who's been like episode directors for shows like uh after the rain emily of new moon Guilty Crown, Lupin the Third, he was the storyboarder, Moyashiman, he was the episode director for Episode 2, he did the Roroni Kenshin New Kyoto Arc OVA, uh, so he did Speedgrapher, so he's been around for a bit. And it's kind of interesting to see uh, where he's been bouncing around to, and this is being released by Studio Wit, who has a very strange release schedule, because, um, let's be honest, a lot of this that Studio released has been all over the map. I mean, we have their flagship, which is Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you had Rolling Girl, which that is so <sighs> different than Attack yeah. on Titan. I mean, uh, Electric Sim- Simasen with Flying Buddha Missiles. You had Seraph of the End, which is Vampires. You had Kabunari of the Iron Fortress, which is Monsters. You had Ancient Magus Bride, which is Romance and Monsters. Then you had After the Rain, which has nothing to do with any of that. That's a girl is a runner and is in love with a guy who's like 40. And then you had Vinland Saga. So it's just kind of the arc of anything connecting. There's not really much connecting any of these series. And this one is just in that arc where it goes just, you don't know how it connects. It seems to be a violent series, and then after it, it's an uh, intellectual series. And this is definitely an intellectual series, right?
1: Yep, I'd say so.
0: Yeah. And, um, well,
1: we got the first, uh, was it 15 episodes, I think? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a Netflix release, and it's one of those ones where they're not, they're kind of doing it in two waves. Uh, you know, like yeah. one batch and then the second batch, which I'm not sure if I like that or not. I haven't made up my mind.
0: Yeah, but I I do like the series and this one is pretty unique but let's just say what it is.
1: It's it's, it's The Great Pretender.
0: Oh yes, The Great Pretender. <laughs> and uh, what can I say about this series except well the first part of it it's um it it definitely goes by its name.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's scams upon scams upon scams upon scams upon scams
0: yes it is it is the story of confidence men trying to scam different people well the first part anyway because we're going to do this in three parts and we're going to talk about the first three episodes and the first part of this series is one that's just um well let's talk about our main character uh Edomura, who actually the opening of the the series is him hanging upside down in front of the Hollywood uh, sign by his
1: feet, screaming, Help! Yep, and if you watch this in Japanese, he is screaming in English.
0: Yes, and this is one of the coolest things about the show. The show is bilingual. It starts off in one language, and then it'll move into other languages, depending on the setting. I'm curious, because the next couple episodes are in Singapore, so are they going to do Chinese? and then the next one is in London, so they're going to go back to English, but then are they going to mix it up? Or is it all just going to be this English to... Like, every other country
1: speaks English. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you have uh, Makoto Edamura talking with... He's in Japan talking with... And he starts speaking with an English uh, character in English, and it's the Japanese voice actors doing it. And it does something that I actually really love. It's kind of acknowledges that, yeah, this is weird. And it's it's a almost played for laughs of okay from now on they're just going to be we're translating it all to Japanese and it like has a little caption like that so then the Japanese voice actors are speaking in Japanese no you know weird yeah. accents or anything and, and I, the I dub like, does
0: the opposite so it works
1: and I, I I like that they acknowledge it it's it it reminds me of a very different seri- uh show um, Black Lagoon where. He, you have to kind of remind yourself that most of these characters are all speaking to each other in English, even though it's a Japanese cartoon.
0: Yeah, and this is a show which is multicultural, so I like the fact that it's done like that. More importantly, there's this a like, show where they take... They are very faithful in the dub. The dub is well done.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and this is a comedy series, and the whole thing is that Enomura, or Makoto Enomura, he is a con man who, who's got a pretty... How do I put this nicely? He's got a rough past, and he's but he's a good con man. Yeah. He's charismatic, he's intelligent, and he's kind of honest in a weird sort of way, where you can, he's like you believe him, but you know he's pulling a con, but you believe him. It's like he's too too like you think, oh, he's too nice to be conning you. Yeah. These these other characters, like you could tell like this is a con man, this is a thief, or this is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And he ends up running a foul of another thief, and he tries pulling one of his cons, but then it turns out that this is just part of a huge sting. Which you're like, wait, this has been
1: it's being set up how long ago? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and like you think he's a pickpocket, and then it's like there's a switcheroo, and of course that's whose pocket does he try and pick? But uh, another one of our main characters, Laurent, who's the the American,
0: a Frenchman. He's a Frenchman.
1: Oh, Frenchman. Sorry.
0: Uh, I I love the fact that you actually see him doing the reversal if you pay attention you see him pick his pocket as he does the switcheroo you're like oh and it's Laurent ends up kind of scamming him to come to the US where they're going to pull a scam on a American drug lord slash director who makes these really awful
1: uh, (laughs) movies or amazing movies depending on how you you think about it Mm -hmm. and it's you know oh well we're going to set him we're going to set him, you know, make him buy some fake drugs. And then it's, oh, well, <laughs> uh, and this is uh, Cassano, the, uh, the movie producer, director. I'm, I keep forgetting which one is. Um, and he, but he's also kind of a drug lord. And so it's a little bit of like, yeah, we're going to, you know, con artists, but we're conning somebody horrible.
0: Yeah, like he would con anybody originally in small jobs. This is you're going to make a lot of money conning a bad man. But it gets more crazy because he's supposed to be this drug dealer. This dr- uh, they're going to be drug dealers, and he's going to be the, the cook, essentially. And they go to the place, and you see this girl who's like, oh, this is my new girl, Abby, uh, Abigail Jones. She doesn't speak much English. She's kind of not all there. And the minute I saw her, I'm like, yeah, she's a plant. <laughs> yeah. And turns out she helps sell the, sell the fact that this, this, quote-unquote, wonder drug, Sakura Magic, is actually a crazy drug.
1: Yeah, and it's just like a fruit drop candy, but she just plays up the acting high immediately.
0: (laughs) Hey, fruit drop candy. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) And, yeah, and like as it's revealed and you're starting to see like, okay, Lawrence and and Abby are together and bringing uh, Makoto in. I I love the switch of Abby and like, where it's like she is actually like super, like, she plays the airhead so well, but she's actually really confident, really smart.
0: Um, she is, like, his military right hand, and it's kind of scary how she goes from, oh, I'm a dumb girl, to I'll kill you right now.
1: Yeah. Like, she goes... She she, she plays the airhead kind of like... To, I think we all bring up Lupin a lot as comparison. Like, she plays Fujiko when Fujiko's acting real... Oh, I'm just, you know, a dumb pretty face. But then she turns into Goemon. Like the, I, I could kill you instantly. Like, that sort of stuff.
0: Yes. And um, as we go on, it's it every character is multifaceted in this. Like, we have the bodyguard who was a former gang lord who ended up working for Kasano. Salazar, he has a whole story arc. Because you think, oh, he's just a faceless goon. And it's like, no, it's he's got a whole... Yeah. Thing going on. And then you have the cops who are obviously uh not all good.
1: Well, and then there's and then you have the cops that are I mean, I guess we gotta put put a little bit of spoilers warning here, but you have the cops that the one that's supposed to be like spying on him trying to catch uh Cassano. Oh no, he's actually in on the take. <laughs> he's just, you know, yes. chasing him and oh, he got away again, and then it's so it's to keep he's LA on the field. phone
0: and he's like saying, what the hell, man? What did you do that for? Like, ah, don't worry about it. Buy another Armani or Gucci. Yep. Whatever you want. It's, But the whole thing is it just, it ramps up on style and substance so much. It goes above and beyond with each of the characters. And we don't know anything really about Laurent or Abigail right now, but Edamura, it's a, when you see that he, wants to be a great con man, you see where he came from, and it's kind of tragic.
1: Yeah. I mean that that was kind of my um my one kind of complaint is it's like you don't find out why for like until like I think it's the fourth episode why his dad isn't around. Why, and that just kinda of everyone says, you know, his dad was a terrible person and he's trying to get away from that. Um but you also find out his mother died, and I was a little annoyed at the or oh, going with the fridging the mother as tragic backstory route. But it does kind of add a little bit of you know, he's you know, he's trying to find his a place in life, and even he sometimes feel that even when he's trying to do the right thing, he's running into problems.
0: It's him just getting, uh, it's him hitting walls and. Originally, was he was trying to do the good thing, trying to do good thing, following an edict which wasn't believed. It was an edict that was t- enforced on him, saying you have to follow this. This is this is the truth, and it turns out no, you were lying to me the entire time. But I'm still going to try to be good, and then that doesn't work out, and now, you know what? I'm going to embrace this and be the best I can be. Be I'm going to be uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Uh,
1: it's um. Toy, Toy,
0: Yes. So yes, one of the three
1: yes. great unifiers. So you have Nobu no- Nobunaga Oda, um, yes. and Hideyoshi, and then you have uh, Tokugawa Iyasu. And Hideyoshi is kind of a you know kind of a lesser uh, servant of uh, Nobunaga and rose through the ranks. That and that's why he took over uh, after no- uh, Nobunaga passed away. And so and so that's kind of his inspiration of if Hideyoshi can kind of start as a nobody and work his way to be someone that's basically running all unified Japan for the first time. I can do that too. And that's why he's you know, so drawn to Hideyoshi.
0: And I like the fact that it's, he keeps bringing up the gachapon. Yeah. always that gachapon. He was collecting all the other ones and I want them to come back though. Him with the gachapons later on just, you know,
1: well, and they're, I, I I feel like they, they keep bringing them up because, um, you have his, you know, the Hideyoshi is kind of his little, like, lucky charm. He has the one that, it was the cat one that he got for his mother when she was in the hospital. And then there was the one that um, Salazar's son got that he traded, a samurai's one, to take the gangster so the kid could have one that he looked up to. And so I, I, I hope that can, that theme continues. I, I
0: I am intrigued to see where it goes and I agree with you 100%. I do. Uh I do like that there's a lot of rope doping in this. It's where you think the show goes, it's never where you think it goes. Yeah. It's um you see uh him run away, and then you see him. It's he didn't run away. He's he's doing his own scam, and then oh no, there was another scam. Oh, they're gonna research him. Oh, he's screwed. No, there's another person who was in the first episode that you completely forgot about
1: shows up again yeah, to but, help with another scam, and like this is why I kind of want to go back because this is we're talking about the first five episodes are uh, one story arc. Like it's they're done. Uh, it's like the. LA
0: connection, or sorry, yep. the Los Angeles connection, case one
1: Yep, and I want to go back, like, kind of to each story arc now and look at it as, like knowing knowing now where things end up, seeing like, can I see all the t- hints they drop and things that they point out and see, like, how many other like, clues are dropped and stuff like that and it's funny because we're talking about this as a serious joke it, this is not serious. This is this is really a comedy, and it's it 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 had me laughing way more than I thought I I would be, and I think part of it is because they continually ramp up and just go for one hundred percent ridiculous.
0: The comedy does ramp up in this because it does. It's part of it is the ridiculousness of how things get more and more convoluted. Episode three ends. Where he's, okay, now we're gonna make the deal, it's done. He's like, No, 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 you're an artisan. I want you to make it. He's like, Oh shit, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do. Oh, this place isn't clean enough. I'm a Japanese, I'm delicate. Yep. I need this and this and this and this. And then he's like, No problem. We're gonna tear this whole place apart and make it exactly a replica of your lab. We're gonna yep. do this and this, whatever you need. And then you're gonna go to Salazar's house and he'll he'll take care of you. And Salazar ends up sleeping on his couch while he's sleeping in his bedroom, which is
1: kinda yeah, a little weird, but it works.
0: But, yeah, it just it does ramp with all the little silliness. And then, of course, like I said, seeing his old boss keep showing up in different con roles. Yeah. I, I love the 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 I, I love the scene when they show up at the medical facility pretending to be his boss. They've geared oh, it up.
1: That, that <laughs> one had me. That, that was one of the best. Because, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, he's on holiday. He's not here. But, yeah, we definitely know this guy. And then immediately, as soon as, like, because uh, Kasano sends this guy to where they claim that uh, Makoto uh, NMR claims he's a doctor from, and they go and like, and then, like, and then it's just, like, as soon as, like, oh, yeah, well, I guess you really do know. him. Mean, he's a real person. Cool. We'll see you later. And leave. And then it's, like, okay, quick, pack everything up and leave. And, and <laughs> I, then, I, like, I love the, the line, the, the who messed with my desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh it so
0: much fun. It is a fun and crazy series and it's something unique and that's thing I do enjoy. And um I don't think Edamore is a kid. I think he's they don't give him an age.
1: I would put him like mid to mid 20s, mid to late 20.
0: Yeah, because he did time. Yep. He did time, he was working uh, and apparently uh, well the next couple episodes he does time again. Yep. Which kind of sucks for him but he's uh <laughs> He's, he's a criminal, and they do focus on the fact that criminals get what's coming to them, even if there's convoluted things of, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, wait, no, the cop that you're working with is actually a part of a sting operation that isn't really a sting operation. <laughs> it's actually a whole con that was set up before this all happened. Yeah. <sighs> um, Laurent Terry.
1: Yeah. Um, but there's, like, so many neat little touches that, like, really make watching this show so much fun, like when you look at the environment shots, there are so many colorful, very vibrant, and they're not hyper-realistic looking. There's they're just a little bit off on them, so they still look like it's set in the real world, but just kind of a, an artistic style of it. And they like there's so many that like I would love to just get a sc- screenshot of this environment shot and use it as like my desktop background. Um, you mean the NC Outberger? Yeah. <laughs> In The Outburger, there's, but there's, like, one especially, like, in the end of the fifth episode, there's, like, a sunset, and it's got, like, these vibrant oranges and yellows and almost, like, a neon pink and stuff like that, and there's a lot of them, all varied, so it's one, if you're watching this, really look at the environment shots, they're really cool. Um, I also like that, like, half the time, whenever you see Lars hanging out, it seems like he almost always has a drink in his hand. Sometimes it's champagne, sometimes it's wine, sometimes it's like like a hard liquor. <laughs> but it seems like he so, always has some kind of drink with him.
0: Sometimes it's coffee. Yeah, that seems to be his running joke. It's like um, it's like Rusty in Ocean's Eleven, how he's always eating something. It's kind of that nice little nod, because these are a lot of little nods to other heist movies and confidence man movies. And I love the fact that he doesn't say, I'm a con man. He's a confidence man. And that mm-hmm. is that brings me back up to a um, uh, movie review during our heist theme month in the movie review, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, because that's how Michael Caine says. He's like, I'm a confidence man. I gain, I gain or um, also in um, uh, Henry, Henry was here. Uh, which is with Keanu Reeves crazy movie. Check out the podcast. I'll put show notes. But he's um, James Con says I'm a confidence man. I make you feel good about yourself before I take from you, yeah. and that's what these guys do. And Laurent is he makes you feel really just trusting, but he's, he has a bit of sleaze to him. While uh, while Makoto is more like you believe him, but he's totally like behind the back, like <laughs> like uh, Switch Girl or like uh, you uh Yukina from uh Karikano it's mm-hmm. like he's the double faced is the he's sleazy and you know he's conning you but you're going to take it in and yeah. then Abigail is just a wild card mm-hmm. and then awesome. Cynthia is the Cynthia who we didn't even bring up yet she is the uh, she is the she is the Fujiko of the series cuz yeah she's and, the long con
1: <laughs> yeah and that's again it's that layers of layers like when she's finally revealed and stuff like that um and just uh, I, it's it's gonna be fun to see the next story arc and see what they, where they go with each of these storylines and I'm glad they're not just like this first arc is five episodes so they take the time to tell the story it's not like oh we're only doing one or two things like that they're spreading it out which I think is a smart plan
0: and it and it is good that they're little chunks I mean it's five five then four. And then the next series, I don't know what they are because that's coming out in September. Yeah, supposedly September. I don't know. I hope we get it because this took how long to get here? Um, it was only like a month or two. It was June and we got it in August. So,
1: okay, so two months. That's, I mean, that's not great. I would prefer a simul release, but I'll, I'll take that versus waiting even longer. Sometimes.
0: What was the uh, last time we were released we had? Um, we had the one that was launched... Oh, BNA. They should have done, mm-hmm. like... B, no, not BNA. BNA had been released already. It was another show. Um, was it Beastars? No. Uh, I'll remember it later. It was some show. Yeah. That was, like, your mouth dropping, like, whoa, they released at the same time.
1: Yeah, and that that's that's a hard thing to do, especially when you have uh, a dub for it. So... so- but yeah
0: uh this is a show which is done perfectly i think i think it's one of the best shows out there right now because it is something different and it's a lot better than a lot of the other uh heist or con man shows out there i mean lupon is lupon i love lupon he's an amazing character it's his what is it 80th 60th 70th 80th anniversary i posted it on facebook and on, uh, on twitter it's 60th anniversary and he's been around and he's amazing at what he does. But We need some fresh new blood and we don't need a Kaito kid. We need something different. And this is a different type of heist film and it's series and it's done well.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's very much a little bit like almost grounded in reality. Like, I mean, it does have some fantastic elements, but it does feel like, you know, doesn't have insane level of gadgets. It's, you know, more just like what's available to them. You know, they, they have access to certain things, but it's all believable tools.
0: This feels like a real TV show. Or yeah. sorry, let me phrase that. It. it feels like an actual live action film that's just these are the storyboards to come to life and it's well done. And also, I didn't even bring up the opening sequence. The intro song uh, GP. It is beautiful and different, and it's kind of crazy what they do with it, because they use the words Great Pretender as a building, and then it goes just all silhouettes.
1: Yep. But if you look at that, like, that's a lot of, at least so far, it's almost everything that happens, so at least most of it, happens in the series, too. Like, events that happen in the series are depicted in that, and there's a couple things I've seen in the opening that I haven't seen in the series yet that... I'm betting are going to come up and they'll eventually be connected. But if you if you don't know what they are, you, it's not like you're spoiled by them.
0: No, you're not. And the closing sequence that is just out of left field. I mean, yes, the song is perfect. It's the Great Pretender. It's the cover. Yeah, yeah it's Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah. And but well, it's a cat, just a cat, just walking, and then it's like okay. Um, but right. if
1: you, if you look, like the cat like comes out of a curtain that says the Great Pretender. And then it's like the chorus, the three chorus girls, also cats. It's it's a nod to the music video for the Great Pretender, which I absolutely love. That it's not just using the song; it's breaking out nods to the the music video. Yes.
0: Oh, that, I, and when I first heard it, I was like, I was like, this, this has got to be covered. This can't be Freddie Mercury. I'm waiting, and then I'm reading the credits, and then it's Great Pretender, Freddie Mercury. I'm like, holy shit!
1: Yeah. I, this is one of those things I really wonder what's going to happen for a uh, physical release because it's you know Netflix direct, so we haven't gotten all these things on physical media. We
0: um, got
1: a couple of things on there. We got um... like we've got like Little Witch Academia and stuff, but we haven't gotten like Devilman Crybaby. But also, like if this gets a you know home video release, is it going to run into the issue that a lot of you've seen on a lot of other anime that have used like. Famous songs like Speedgrapher, yeah. <laughs> like, are, are they going to not be able to use that song? And I would Actually, hate I that.
0: Really, no, I would. Sorry, I was going to look it up, but I, I would hate that also. It just this—they shouldn't do that. Um, a friend of ours does an entire panel based on that, where they replace the song, and ironically, the songs, most of the shows that they have that this guy worked on.
1: Yeah. So. He did an episode
0: uh, of Eden at the East, he didn't So,
1: yeah. Which, that's... But, I mean, at least the Netflix, um, American Netflix version, you can see it that way. So, fingers crossed.
0: Yes, as long as it's as good as it is. And... Yeah, so, I think that's all we can really say about *The Silicon going to spoiler in uh, it. There are other shows we could talk about, but I
1: don't think we're really watching much else. I mean... I- the only other like animated show also on netflix that i just did is i did the the uh, first season of the uh, war for cybertron stuff which well left me a little disappointed i'll be perfectly honest i i didn't love it i didn't hate it i just was like meh
0: <laughs> um it's a show it's got some good elements to it but it's a show yeah it's one which as a mech fan and this is and also as a g1 fan i liked some elements but I hated what they did with other characters, and all. And bringing, I'm bringing it up, Megatron with the CS lips, just looks like a bad tranny in some, <laughs> some scenes. But I do like that you see him going from just listening to Sound uh, Shockwave and just being corrupted by him.
1: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll spoiler warning if you're gonna watch War for Cybertron Siege Chapter One, um, so. It's six episodes long. You have not one, not two, but three characters decide to become Autobots in the span of six episodes. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit of a problematic story for telling. I will say, if nothing else, though, one of the best moments is, through certain circumstances, Starscream is finally uh, promoted to Commander of the Seekers. And the look you see, shockwave and uh, soundwave giving each other as Prolegatron does it with this—they are giving each other the best robotic. Can you believe this shit? Look, <laughs> is is that was worth it for all the problems I had with the show? Seeing that moment was worthwhile.
0: Because cause they know he's going to try to usurp him every single step of the yeah. way, even though he actually has to usurp Shockwave before he usurps Megatron. Yeah. Which is always something which drove me crazy about the movie is that he proclaims himself king, but Shockwave is still there. Yeah. Oh. Wait, or wait or no. It's He's... Is he there?
1: Is Shockwave there on AstroTrain? Shockwave, shockwave's not there. He's... Once again, just hanging out on Cybertron like he was doing in the T V in the the T V show. Like Shockwave is just kind of the analytical second in command. You know, he's not you know, it's always kind of the he's not really fit to be the leader because he's either boring or crazy, depending on which story you go with.
0: Always the bridesmaid, never the bride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: He'll never be leader, even though he has the same powers as Megatron. He turns into a gun also.
1: Yeah, but they did play up a bit more of the mad scientist angle with him. So I think that was... I'd like to see that explored more. And this season's called Chapter 1. So I'm kind of hoping they do some more and get some ideas. And I hope this was just kind of... Okay, we've proof of concept... And maybe we'll, you know now that people are going to watch this, we can add to it and things like that. So I will say, again, overall, I'm, there's things I like, thinking of, so I'm just kind of very in the middle. There's a big emotional moment in the final episode of this season that I don't want to spoil. And it's a very typical emotional moment, uh, strong point, but it hits, it does, it hits that mark well. Even, it doesn't have to be original, but it's done in a good way, that I'm okay with it.
0: I think I know the scene you're talking about, I'm not spoiling it, but I agree that is a, very, it's a high point in the series. Yeah. Um, something I did enjoy, though, is seeing, and this is a little thing, is that seeing how the dynamic between the Decepticons and Autobots are, the fact that the Autobots are essentially the Rebellion, or better yet, they are. The human resistance in the Matrix, they're living in utter squalor, and then you have the Decepticons having their Third Reich-esque super yeah. meetings, and with all the Energon, all of that, and it's... But you hear that the class of the Decepticons were in the in the Energon minds, and it's... You feel yep. for them. It's, they're not just bad guys. There's reasons why they did what they did.
1: Yep. And there's... Again, there's there's... I won't say there's good ideas. There's the beginning of good ideas. Like the the first couple of steps, and like just, just just go in a more a few more directions. Like you know, like the original G One uh, TV shows, you really expect it to be much more, um, you know, kind of a, a balanced battle. Like <clears throat> you know, Autobots are fighting the Decepticons back and forth, whereas Siege is much more. The Autobots are clinging on; they're barely able to make it. Like you said, they are the resistance.
0: And they're dying. And it's every every mistake that Optimus makes. And this is n- just like in the new Batman movie. This is young Optimus. And he makes mistakes. And it costs. It's not like a, oh, we're going to be perfectly fine. It's no, we just did a siege and we lost a large percentage of our group.
1: Yeah. He's making those gambles and, you know... There is that the original G1 Optimus is very, you don't question Prime. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's the good leader. Whereas this version, he is he's not sure. He's trying to figure it out. And people aren't afraid to call him out as much because he is trying to figure out what's the best approach here.
0: Yeah, this leads actually to the the in the second episode one of the biggest shocking sequences of someone betraying him in a way where you're like I didn't expect this because you didn't trust him but then his that leads to well
1: yeah and I I there's a lot of Easter eggs too but I'll, I'll I think it'll be one of those things where how I came to a kind of this for way which is I had a gap in those, where I was watching I was like okay it's only six episodes. It's not a big time commitment. That's enough for me. So, and I think, okay, that's good. And I'm not chomping at the bit for more. But if I'm, if it's another short batch, eh, maybe I'll give you know keep watching.
0: Yeah, I think that that's one is also worth watching for right now. And I mean, the next old school '80s cartoon that's coming is the Masters of the Universe remake. Directed by Kevin Smith, who, even though I'm a little mad at him for things he's done to <laughs> friends of friends, um, I might check that out because yeah. I, I
1: have I have no attachment to the Masters of the Universe. Um, it was I was just barely too young for it when it was really a big thing. It was more my older brother's franchise. I saw bits and pieces of the, uh, 2000 series, which had some neat elements. So who knows, maybe we could go, uh, go for it. It's one of those things I think I, I don't like if I hear people talking about it. Okay. Maybe we'll give it a try.
0: I want to give it a try because just, well, it's, it's, you know, massive he-man and everyone has been talking how amazing she-ro was. I have issues with the
1: series, but it's not a bad series. Yeah. Um, just back tracking to the Transformers thing the one thing I will say is you know, saying it's part of War for Cybertron that that did draw me in a little more because uh, War for Cybertron and the sequel uh, Fall of Cybertron, the video games are really fun games, like they're arguably some of the best Transformers games ever made, they're a good setting they're fun to play um, it, you, you're kind of it, it, it balances well. Of if you want to play as Autobots or Decepticons, it works both sides. So I thought that was well done. And I will say that just you know having that name was enough to get me curious.
0: I, I thought it was going to be just a straight um, adaptation
1: of the video games, and it wasn't. I was kind of pleasantly surprised at that. I thought it was going to be like a prequel to the games, and it, it wasn't that either. So...
0: Well, if they keep doing original content like that, I think Netflix has a chance of not having people canceled already because most of their stuff they're doing is kind of like taking good shows and then canceling them immediately and then picking these shows which are questionable or the fact that they pick up Hallmark TV shows. They're like, we're going to put an entire nine seasons of a Hallmark show because people want to watch that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, most people don't. Some people do, but most people don't want to watch that. They'd rather get a new season of a show you canceled. Yep. But uh, it's such a crazy, uh, getting on a weird tangent, very weird tangent. Yeah. Especially for this show. I mean, now I'm wanting to pick your brain about something else, the new Muppet Show.
1: Voices aside, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's, they
0: they did Steve uh, Winward wrong. They did him wrong. I know he yeah. got fired, but he's yeah. They, this new guy, I don't like.
1: Yeah, it's and I mean, I'm trying to shake that off because I remember just thinking when Steve Winward took over, it's not Jim Henson and the, and then I got you know I moved on and like you know Muppet Christmas Carol when we've talked about Muppet stuff before. Is one of is one of my favorite Muppet movies, and it's not Jim Henson doing it. It is you know. So I'm willing to give it a little bit of legs. I think, I I think the Muppets right now is a, this property where they're not sure what the right platform is. They've had you know they've done a couple new movies. They've tried one TV show. Now they're doing the Disney Plus show. They've had the before the movies. They've had the shorts, and it's. They're not sure we're the right home for it yet. Um, The shorts were working, though. They were pleasant
0: and fun, and now they kind of use that to make the new TV show, which is just Scooter on a computer uploading all the different shorts, which are... Yeah. They could have done it better. I don't like the computer interface. It's funny, but it's not... I don't know. It just doesn't have the cohesion.
1: Right, but it's, it's in that vein of the original Muppet Show, which was the variety show. You have the different segments, you have the Swedish chef segment, you have, you know, in the ballroom section, which even as I say that I'm immediately having the music hit my, hit my mind. Uh, But, you know, it was that variety show element of it. And I think, you know, they're trying to do that, find that place again. Um, I just, I think it's, it's a good format. I'm just not sure about the platform they're putting it on. I,
0: like the first episode, I liked, I love the Swedish chef. Uh, the Swedish chef segment was hysterical, where it's him versus um, that one chef who was their oh, guest. Yeah. And I love that he's like, he's losing to her, and he ends up calling the delivery guy.
1: And it's like, no side, no tip, no tip. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it works well. I think it's just the, the computer interface element. It's like, okay, you know, tone it back a little or things like that but it's uh, I, I don't know maybe you only due to bookends with that but i i get i get why they're going with it yeah it's just, uh, also oh go on uh it, it's it's just not quite there yet but it's like i enjoyed the um the ab sh- the show before this um the muppets where it was a little bit of a mix of like the office, that talking head format, and a little bit of, but you know, and they are putting on a single show, but it's just one talk show, not the variety show. So, uh,
0: I just remember um, Lawrence Fishburne.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, that that when that scene hit uh, the first time, and I just saw it. I just remember rolling with laughter. <laughs> Uh, no, Him driving up later—that <laughs> was yeah, yes, editor. that's that's the best. It's just if you've never seen this, look it up. on I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube. Look up Lawrence Fishburne Muppets, um, um, and you'll you'll find a gl- two great little short sequ- sequences. And uh, I, it's one, it's one of many reasons to love Lawrence Fishburne as an actor. Yeah, and they um, throw in
0: some good. Uh... Well, the original series, the Muppets Tonight did something very innovative with it where it did do the Talking Head uh, interviews and it's behind the scenes and it's Piggy's the main star, but then you have the whole, they introduced the fact that Piggy and uh, Kermit were estranged. And this one, this series, they kind of negate all that, but it's like, oh, they were a thing, but they're no longer a thing. And they, it's, some parts are very, like, I love piggy segment the fashion show i thought that was well done and you had um who was the guest in that
1: oh oh it's on the tip of my tongue oh geez oh man hold on but it fact. was a, but
0: it was a great oh. yeah
1: um but it, it was a really fun uh, segment and it's it's it's, it's it's a little different than like the old one where it's like one guest in a bunch of sequins. Now they have a more guests in a variety of stuff. And they're kind of playing to each person's strength.
0: I will say the uh, Walter segment, I'm not a fan
1: of. Yeah.
0: Because Walter, I've always thought was like, he, when they said he wasn't coming back, I was like, yay. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comes back. Okay. And... Let's uh, Muppet now. Yeah, and uh, I like that you have the the different segments because you have lifestyle or style with Miss Peggy. You have Okie Doki cooking, which is the yeah. competitive chef. You have Matt Muppet Masters, which is the Walter segment, which I'm not a fan of. There's
1: the Mupp close and personal, which that's it's very similar to uh, the segment in the original show where Kermit just talks with the guest and. Hijinks and shoe Sue.
0: Yeah, and then Muppet Labs is just Muppet Labs. That was that's golden. But then Pepe's unbelievable game show is I would rather have a, another Fozzie or the, in, the the whole thing with Gonzo that they're setting up where it's like, oh my show isn't ready, I'm still filming it, be stuck in the wild with only what was it? It was like tin foil and uh yeah. and a fork.
1: Yeah, and it's and like the more we talk about, it, the more I realize that they're pulling these, the, all the elements there. And it's one of those, that's like, it's kind of the same, you know, uh, how to put it. It's the same bits, but they're just either. It's just not, the, it's not the same people writing it or, you know, views have changed. So it doesn't work quite as well. But I think, I think it's one of those things that if they give this a little more time, they might be able to get in momentum and like kind of find those bits that are going to be really strong and what makes those bits, you know, what makes a good version of one of those segments. Again, I think, you know, I think Muppet, you know, Muppet labs and Swedish chef segments are all are some of the ones that are always really easy to do. So i you know, keep doing more of those. Um, But find, find your legs for some of the other ones first.
0: I do like that Uncle Deadly has more of a presence here, especially as he's the he's the straight man to um, to Miss Piggy in her show, which yeah. is kind of weird because he was always, I thought, more than that, but I like seeing him in that. Also, I got to say, I love, uh, what was it? I think it's the third episode with uh, Statler and Wal- uh, the Waldorf doing the private test audience. Yeah. They need more Statler and Waldorf. Even if they're just hacking in or it's them, they're the ones watching it. They should bookend it.
1: Yeah, well, and that was what was great with some of the stuff with uh, when they did the, all those YouTube shorts was it would end as like the video's over and them commenting on it. So, I think like you could have them you know videoing and you know ma- you know making one of their jokes like oh that's the medium s- sketch why is it the medium sketch oh it wasn't rare and it wasn't well done and you know. <laughs> and, and, you know <laughs> have that you know have him like you know ragging on scooter as he's trying to get the next segment going that could work really well you should move back here no a little more <laughs> no a little more no how far back you want me to go you
0: have a car <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's uh that's the uh, milton Berle one right yep oh <laughs> uh, that's another uh, that's we're gonna just keep telling people now of things to watch on youtube that's that's another classic one to look up because it's oh. it is it is peak Statler and Waldorf and Milton Burl nails the interaction with them perfectly because they're going right back and forth, which is you know it's and that's that's when Muppet humor is at its best is when it's it's not just one sided it's the the sniping wit back and forth and the banter those are always the best moments like sequences. With uh, with with human characters, it's it
0: just shows the cleverness of the show and how in in on it's not just it's they're interacting and they treat them like real characters and I love that it's not the the oh these are puppets this was what Jim Henson did was make it like oh I'm not just talking to a puppet I'm talking to
1: yeah yeah I'm talking um, I'm talking you're ta- you're talking to Kermit you're not talking to a puppet you're talking to Kermit. And, and there's a
0: few others adventure who do this. Like, Jeff Dunham kind of works, but I don't know. Like, Peanut and Jose de Jalapeno on a Stick. It's still... He looks like a puppet. It's not like I'm talking to Miss Piggy or Kermit.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, because you have the Muppets. They're moving around the cast and everything like that. And that's... Again, I think this is where some of the movies always work so well. Is where it's... The, the people... Like yes, you're you're very you're never sure. Kind of anybody could be, like the uh, these these characters are in the same universe. They live together. It's you know, Fozzy could be your neighbor. Gonzo could be the guy you see at the the bodega. It's you know they're just as much a part of the world as you. They just they just look like that, and it's kind of that seamless integration.
0: Yeah, and it's just how it is you just yeah. it's the world and that's how everything goes like miss piggy works for the television move studio yeah bringing coffee because yeah or it's uh it's the same world where someone like uh, who was the security guard it was um it wasn't kevin bacon it was uh oh geez who was the security guard in muffets in space uh um uh, uh, you had bobo the bear no, but it was the human was the, the actor oh, who was like right, tranced right. by the, the, the spray. He's like bye bye. To that's the right,
1: that's right, yeah. But it's yeah, <sighs> things like that, yeah.
0: We start off talking about anime and end up on Muppets. That's that's how this goes.
1: Yep, this is one hundred percent how it goes, but Yes.
0: So anyway, um thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. This is this has been fun. Uh yeah. I do have to order food now because unfortunately I to find the good places to eat yeah. i don't know where i don't know where to go it's a wow. weird weird being in a new studio
1: location for the
0: spark studios no longer being in that part of Boston of
1: massachusetts i knew of a place that used to be there that closed like six years ago <laughs> that doesn't help uh, well, much now
0: no it does not but i will find a place um also fun fact uh our last uh, the episode we released yesterday for the T V review, we talk about Lovecraft Lovecast country and the the evil city, which is Ardum. We know I found exactly where it is. And I know <laughs> how to get there. I'm like, like I wanna go there. Maybe there's a Shogoth in the woods.
1: <laughs> oh don't 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 do it. It's a trap. That's know. Uh...
0: Oh, probably wants to do the, the the Lovecraft country tour, go to go to Innsmouth go to uh, mm-hmm. where Innsmouth is supposed to be, but then I'm afraid like I'm actually going to find Innsmouth, I'm like, oh shit I'm in a I'm in a, I'm in a Lovecraft novel,
1: I'm going to die <laughs> oh, Please don't die Then because we, yes. then we're going to do these episodes Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we will t- yes, but we're going to
0: cut it off here hope you guys have a great day, we'll talk about some other cool anime stuff we might do um, one of the new movies coming out, or TV shows, because everything is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what's coming out this season for anime, because it starts next week, I think? It's very soon, yeah. Let's check out, hold on, uh, Fall Anime 2020?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anime 2020 is, everything comes out in 74 days. What the hell? Uh,
1: I guess that's. Still, I guess we're still technically in summer.
0: Oh, well, it's October, that's why.
1: It's 40 days. So, well, I'm sure some stuff got held up because of the pandemic, like everything.
0: Yeah, but let's see if there's anything good. There's, a, oh, it's only six days till Great Pretender, the next episode, comes out. Cool.
1: Uh, there we go. Uh,
0: but that's coming out. We have Juchen Kaido. Um, uh, one hun- oh, I'll Slay 100 Million Men. That's stupid manga. <sighs> uh, you have Mahono Tabitai, which is another Isekai. Then you have another Isekai. Then you have Grand Kamui. Then you have another Isekai. And then, oh, Kuma 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 Bear.
1: Oh, geez, that's getting an anime.
0: It's it's being done by EMT Squared. Potential, then, I'm
1: not hopeful, though. It's, it's,
0: it's Kuma 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 Bear. There's no way they can make that into a award-winning story. Yeah. Uh, you have Hanyo no Yashihime, which that's either going to be really good or garbage. <laughs> I have high hopes because it's Rumiko Takahashi, but the other part is this is a kind of forced sequel, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's, hmm.
0: I would prefer if if this series encompassed characters from the, like, because it says that part of it is like that, what is it, one of the twins is raised in the future. If in the future you have references to the other Characters from the other Takahashi verse. I want to see the alien that's a fish in the uh, spaceman suit. I yeah. want to see like Lum in a Taru's kid,
1: <laughs> or just like have them show up in like as background characters. Like you see a crowd shot there in there, or something like that. <sighs> or um,
0: or or see um Go and uh, what is Go's wife's name? Godai and um, Makoto. No, 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 no,
1: no. Oh, yeah. Mesa Yep.
0: I mean, because Mana showed up. Mana and uh, Yuta showed up in in Inuyasha, but they were actually Mana and Yuta. It was like, hey, they're in the past, but oh, yeah, they would have been alive at
1: that point. Um, The the only other bit of anime news that I saw is, I know it's gotten delayed, but they have at least confirmed they're starting to record it for it for release in 2021 the um anime adaptation of uzumaki which i really curious about that since that's going to be all in black and white and i have mixed feelings of that story overall i think i need to give it a reread but i want to see what they do for an art style because that teaser trailer that came out about a year ago looks so fascinating i really want to see what they do with it for an art style
0: we all want to see where it goes. I think there's only gonna be like one other color. where I think it's gonna be
1: red. Yeah, so it kind of match like the, uh, the manga colored covers that they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, personally, I would have wanted a different color, like green, just to mess with you a little bit, yeah. especially those later series with the the sl- the sl- the the snail people.
1: Oh yeah. Uh,
0: yes. <sighs> There's other news for for anime, but we don't really do anime news here because there's too much going on. And also with everything I've talked about in the manga report, the manga review, all I have is more news about that crazy Karen in Australia, and that just oh. makes me mad.
1: Oh, don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> oh, you've heard my rants about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'll say this: I've been listening to the podcast episodes while I've been uh, doing workout, and it's been just good for rage and just extra burst of energy. <sighs> uh,
0: yeah, because because Miss K- the Karen in Australia like, I'm going to get rid of this stuff because it makes me mad. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to say that it's naughty outsides. Which, mm-hmm. on the one hand, I will say that kind of is a valid point. Some of them are suggestive, but
1: I'm... Yeah. I'm, yeah. We'll, we'll offline that conversation.
0: <laughs> yes, and the other one... Uh, what is the other one? Um... Oh, and the, of course the information about Act Age, which I actually read that manga and it's good. And I'm like, why? Why would you? But that's, again, off topic. So anyway, everyone, hope you guys enjoyed. Check out the podcast. Check out AnimeCons.tv And will you be at any event online or otherwise?
1: I don't have any plans at the moment. Um, but we'll see if that changes. Um, and i going to try and i'm going to be talking with a couple people about some future more uh guest appearances on some other anime and manga podcasts but nothing's set yet and hopefully we'll still get a couple more episodes of anime cons tv out before the end of the year since even though there aren't anime cons right now there
0: are some anime cons just not
1: many not not many in person or safe travel ones that i can safely travel to at the moment
0: true so everyone be safe during this weird time keep watching anime and have a good day we'll see you guys later. later